This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. In this wide world of sports, some stories can slip through the cracks. Now before we do this, let's go over the ground rules. This is the Daily Ticker, where Dirt and Sprague visit the insiders that are covering the stories you've heard about. And some you haven't. How'd you do that? I'm not even mad. It's amazing. The Daily Ticker with Dirt and Sprague on 1080 The Fan. All right, ticker time here on a Thursday. Welcome back in, 7.33. It's been some pretty depressing news lately around the Conference of Champions, and uh, we don't really know how to feel, so let's talk to somebody who knows what the hell's going on. Brett McMurphy, uh, one of our favorites, uh, college football insider with the Action Network, at Brett underscore McMurphy on Twitter. Go give him a follow there. Brett, good morning to you, man. Thanks for the time out here in Pac-12 country, and I'll just start, like, as Pac-12 fans, how how should we be feeling right now? <clears throat> I, de- <laughs> I guess it depends what school you're with and what your ultimate wish is for the future of the Pac-12. Um, you know, I, I think it varies from school to school. Certainly, you know, I think Oregon and Washington are in a great position, whether the Pac-12 stays together or whether they get invites to the Big Ten, they're going to end up okay. Uh, if, if you're, you know, Washington State or Oregon State, maybe you're not as secure because if there is some movement within the, within the Big Ten and then the resulting dominoes that, that could impact some of the Pac-12 schools, um, you may be uh, one of the few schools left in the Pac-12 and, in you know, one of the more, um, you know, dr- dramatic things that could happen. But um, it, it's, a, it's a tricky time. And, you know, unlike the other Power Five conferences, the, the, I think the future of the Pac-12, they don't control their own destiny, if you will, to use a, a cliche for teams trying to make the playoffs or whatever. Because it's simple. If the Big Ten wants to expand further and goes to the Pac-12, uh, those schools are going to leave. And it's not that they don't like the Pac-12. I mean, you guys know this. They're going to double their, their media rights value and those sort of things. Uh, the same reason that USC and UCLA left. Where do we sit today, Brett? What's, what's, what's your best guess? We, we don't know when we're going to hear about this. We thought we'd hear it at the end of the year, and then that turned in, oh, it'd be the beginning of 2023 we're now in March. What's what's the latest that you're hearing and, and what you're kind of feeling at least today on this? Well, it seems to be, you know, the consensus is the longer that this goes on, the longer that the perception that there is weakness within the Pac-12. But ultimately, if George Klyovkov comes to the president and has a, has a good deal or a great deal or whatever, um, then I think every everybody would be reassured and, and would feel a lot better. But until that happens, there's going to be endless speculation on, on what's going to happen with the future of the conference. Mm-hmm. You know, what's funny is, you know, the deals, you know, technically it's not up until, you know, 2024, but, um, you know, because the big 12 went early and then the moves by the big 10, everything's, 
you know, got kind of sped up. And so this actually, this would be the time when the PAC 12 would kind of be looking at everything right now, but because of all the, everything else swirling around throughout, throughout the college landscape, um, that's kind of got sped up and expedited. And so, you know, nobody's patient anymore. You know, <laughs> everybody, everybody wants results yesterday. And so that's what everybody's kind of waiting for. I know a lot of people have kind of said that they expect something in sometime in March. Uh, you know, we'll see what happens. But bottom line, whether they get something in March, April, May, whenever it is, I don't think it matters when they get it. I just think obviously it matters what that deal is, what it's worth. And then we'll have to see if, if it's enough to keep keep uh, the 10 schools there. Will the Pac-12 go to 12, uh, you know, to beef up the inventory for, for its streaming partners that I think they're going to be a part of? Um, that's all something, you know, we should find out in the coming coming weeks or a couple of months, I think, at the, at the most. Well, hopefully we find out soon because I know Pac-12 fans are on edge. We're waiting for some concrete. We haven't had anything in a while. Brett McMurphy is our guest, College Football Insider Action Network, at Brett underscore McMurphy on Twitter. We'll give him a follow. You mentioned the streaming aspect of it, and that's something we've debated with fans and listeners, and it, you know everybody's got an opinion on it because we've always known streaming was going to be a part of it. But then the reports come out that maybe it's an all-streaming deal, and then that makes everybody's hair catch on fire. How detrimental is that to the conference if it does end up being an all-streaming streaming package? I think it's just – I think it's a matter of opinion. I don't think there's a right or wrong answer there. It's just whatever your preference is. You know, if if you can get – you know, what, what does the – and again, it's ultimately – it's the league has to make that decision. Um, does the league want – you know, is it worth more money – to go with streaming or is it, um, or would they accept less money to do less streaming? Again, there's not a right or wrong answer. Obviously, you know, you guys know the positives and negatives positives. Everybody will be able to get it. Everybody will be able to see it. Um, You'll have to pay for that. Is that a huge detriment? Who knows? Mm -hmm. You know, the flip side is when you're on a streaming service, you're not going to get the daily, or the weekly drumbeat from the ESPN or the Foxes promoting your games, because if you're not on their networks, they're not going to promote you. Same way that ESPN never promoted the NHL when they weren't doing their games. Now they have a package with the NHL. Guess what? You see it on SportsCenter every night. Um, how much is that worth? You know, also, you know, it's not easy to when you're out watching games on a Saturday to flip over from a streaming service to to a linear television, you know, how much will that keep fans from not watching it because they can't just simply flip over during commercial? Will games be available in bars or restaurants through streaming services? Again, all these things are things they got to consider. There's not a right or wrong answer. It's just your philosophy. I think most people want those conferences obviously would prefer if they had their choice, they'd want to have, basically what the big 10 got you know you'd want to have your your packages on three different networks um you know noon three three noon eastern three eastern seven o'clock eastern and you'd get the most exposure and you also got the most money but um you know enforcing for the pac-12 that's not an option so i think you just kind of got to figure out what's more important 
Is it the exposure? Is it the money? Is it a combination? And what that sweet spot is? Brett, there was uh, a report that the SDSU athletic director is basically telling people it's a done deal. They're coming to the Pac-12. We saw Klievkov at an SMU basketball game. Um, I, you mentioned the Big 12. Is adding SMU in San Diego State, if, if the Pac-12 does indeed do that, to you, does that get the Pac-12 to at least the Big 12 number? Like, what is your best guess on the number they're going to get on a yearly basis? Uh, well, first of all, I don't think anything's a done deal as far as expansion, um, you know, until there's something officially signed. Now, is it probable? Yeah. It's probable. Is it possible? Yeah. Um, you know, look, if I was if I was the Pac-12, I would stay at 10 because – Everybody that thinks there's strength in numbers, I, I, I don't buy that. Because if you could add, the Pac-12 could add SMU and San Diego State. They could add the entire Mountain West. It doesn't matter how many schools are in that conference because if any of those teams get, in, get an invite to the Big Ten, they're going to leave, whether there's 10 members in the conference, whether there's 24 members in that conference. So the other thing is when you, when you add more schools to your conference, you don't necessarily increase how much money the conference is going to get. And a lot of times when you add non-Power 5 schools, the amount of revenue doesn't increase, but the number of mouths you have to feed increase. So the pieces of the pie get smaller, so the schools would get less money. That's why the Big 12, you know, when they were left with 10 schools – they, st- they stayed at 10 schools. I mean, they basically, they literally had formal interviews with literally every group of five school on the planet. Um, but ultimately, they came to the conclusion that I think everybody knew that they would by adding these other schools does not increase the size of the pie. It just makes the pieces of the pie smaller. So they stayed at 10. Now, the Pac-12 is in a little bit different situation because if streaming does get involved and streaming needs more inventory – then you've got to add teams to increase the number of conference games. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't necessarily think, again, nothing against San Diego State and SMU, but if the Pac-12 could stay at 10 and still get the same deal that they could get with 12 schools, then I'd stay at 10 because then your 10 members are going to make more money in a 10-member league than they would at a 12-member league. Mm, that's a good point. Brett McMurphy, our guest, at Brett underscore McMurphy on Twitter. Go give him a follow. We, we all know Big Ten and SEC are in a league of their own, and then the rest of us are kind of fighting for scraps, and it kind of rotates like which one is on the chopping block. Big 12 loses Oklahoma and Texas. How do they recover? Well, they expanded. They got their deal, so now they're off the schneid. Now it's our turn. But now you're starting to see rumblings out of the ACC, the Florida State Athletic Director coming out saying this has to change, and we want some unequal revenue distribution. This might be a dumb question because the alliance lasted like three weeks uh, before, you know, RIP to the Alliance. Is there anything there between the Pac-12 and the ACC that could be done to, I don't know, make, make both sides happy and make a little bit more money, or is that a pipe dream? I mean, anything's possible, and I, I'm, I'm sure that, you know, George Klyovkov and Jim Phillips are looking at every every possibility. Um, I don't think they would they would combine conferences. One re- one reason I think is if you did do that, you would probably have to redo the ACC grant of rights. And if you did do that, then that would give Florida State, Miami, and Clemson, and North Carolina an out hmm. to get out. So, um, you know, I think it's you know, I look, I cover a lot of realignment. People think I like all these schools moving conferences. I don't. I you know, I do it. It's my job. 
ultimately, I think it sucks. I hate it for college football. I hate it for college athletics. I like the, the good old days when we had a Southwest Conference. We had the WAC. You know, the, 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 the Big Ten actually were teams up in the Midwest. Um, you know, the Pac-12 was, was on the West Coast. But, you know, bottom line is I think five, five years is probably too quick. I think in 10 years, I think the SEC and Big Ten will have 24 members. And they're going to be, you know, King Kong or Godzilla, pick your favorite monster in whichever <laughs> conference you like better. And I think that's going to be Division One football. And then everybody, whoever's left, um, whatever they're going to be called in the, in the group of five or whatever, I think that will be a different division and they'll compete at a different level. Mm. And I hate that, but that's the way we're going. It's the way the NFL is. The SEC will be on ESPN, Big Ten's on, on Fox. And CBS and the champs of both conferences will play in college football Super Bowl, and it'll be an NFL version of, of college athletics. And I absolutely hate that, but that's where we're going because that's where the money is. The, the networks decide all this, not the conferences, and that's that's where we're headed. Uh, I think sooner sooner than later. You uh you late last week you had a, a tweet that uh, caught on with a lot of Pac-12 fans and it was talking about their potential media deal and and you added there you introduced <laughs> me to a channel I didn't know existed and that was the Ion Network uh formerly known as Pax Television they enter, you know they do reruns of Blue Bloods with Tom Selleck and I thought oh my god Oregon State, Colorado after Blue Bloods at 7 o'clock on the Ion Network. We're like live golf now. We're going it, to the CW. It, it didn't feel good to read that, Brett, for everybody on the West Coast. But I, I kind of want to ask you, it's from our standpoint, it's interesting because we, we, we take you and we take Dodd and we have Mandel and we got Wilner. And it's kind of in this weird thing where, like, I would I think most people would assume you guys are all good buddies. You've been on the beat for a long time and covering the sport. And it feels like the minute one of you has something, the other one contradicts it and says, no, my source says this isn't true. Like, how are we supposed to differentiate some of this stuff as sports fans where, you know, one block of people is saying it's this, it's this, and the other block saying, no, no, it's this, trust us, we know. It's just, it seems like it's so separated right now. Uh, you know, I can't speak for what other other reporters report. I mean, all I know is, you know, I, I look at my track record. I mean, in the past couple months, I reported OU. In, well, back in December, I was the first run that reported OU in Texas. The momentum was growing for them to get out of the league early when everyone said they were done. ESPN mm -hmm. re reported they weren't, it wasn't going to happen. It was dead. And two days later, it happened. I reported that. I reported Fox and C CBS and Turner are no longer involved. In the negotiations with Pac-12, others have reported that. I was a, I broke the news that Klyovkov was visiting SMU. So I mean, you guys, people can you know people can believe what they want. I'm not going to sit here and dispute what other people report. That's not my. That's I'm not worried about that. All I know is when I report something, um, I don't report it unless I'm 100% certain on it. When I reported the the Eon stuff. I said they they had emerged as a as a potential partner with the Pac-12. I didn't say that they had a deal with the Pac-12. I didn't say they were going to go to the Pac-12. They are a potential partner because the Pac-12 at this point, they're not going to Fox. They're not going to CBS. They're not going to Turner. ESPN has has is lukewarm on the Pac-12 now because of the financial restrictions at ESPN and other factors. So they may not be wanting to put forth as much money as they would have 
done even six months ago. So the PAC-12 is looking everywhere it can to find potential partners. And so, yeah, I, you know, I can't, people are going to believe who they're going to believe. And that, that's totally fine. I understand that. But, uh, you know, I've, I kind of go by the, uh, the mantra of I, I'd rather get beat on a hundred stories and be wrong on one. So when I report something, I take it seriously. I, I, I'm not one that just speculates stuff and I hate speculating on things because people think, Oh, that's what you're reporting. Mm-hmm, right. So I kind of limit that. So, um, yeah, I, I, I saw there were certainly a lot of uh, clever tweets <laughs> with the eye on stuff. I also reported there was no formal offer from Apple. Nobody pushed back on that yeah. because there isn't a formal offer yet. So, you know, it, it is fascinating. It, it is. I have noticed that there are, um, certain reporters that cover certain conferences that I'm not going to call anybody out, but it happens in with every conference is that they're protective of their conference. They report, you know, when it's a rainy day that it's sunny outside and everything's great. Um, and I, I don't have any, you know, I'm a national guy. I could, not that I could care less, but I have a dog. I don't have a dog in the fight. And so if things are bad, then I'm going to report they're bad. And if things are good, I'm going to report they're good. And I think because I do that, people, um, you know, appreciate that because if you keep, you know, you keep, if you like you're covering a team and you keep telling everybody it's great, it's great, it's great. And you're winning three games a year. How credible are you? So uh, that's probably a long, long winded answer to your question. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, people know, what's been reported and who's accurate and who's not. And I'll stand by, you know, my reporting and, and let the others report, you know, whatever they, whatever they believe is or feel is accurate. Yeah. It's uh, it, your, your track record speaks for itself and it is raining here today. So we'll tell you that it is raining here in Portland today. <laughs> uh, last one for me, for you, Brett, I, if you're an athletic director at Oregon or Washington, are you signing a five-year grant or rights deal? Uh, if I don't have to, I'm not. I'm delaying. I'm delaying it as long as I can. I mean, I, I, you know, when I say I believe the pack, the Big Ten has not done expanding. It's not that I believe it. It's what I'm being told from people that I trust that that have knowledge of this. The Big Ten has not done expanding. They're going to they're going to add travel partners for USC and UCLA. Now, is it going to happen tomorrow, next week, next month? Probably not. Could it happen in a couple of years? Absolutely. So if you're Washington and Oregon, you know, how eager are you to sign a long-term deal, whether it's three years, four years, five years, 10 years, when you know that you're going to have a better offer somewhere down the line? I mean, are you going to to go sign a a four-year lease for an apartment? You know, for a fact, you're going to buy a house in two years? You know, no, you're not. But the flip side is, You've got to have somewhere to live. So, you know, how do you do that? I've had some people suggest, um, again, I'm not reporting this, but this is the the speculation part, but I've had some people suggest maybe Oregon or Washington try to go independent for a couple of years, Um, you know, if they refuse to sign the grant of rights. That would make perfect sense to me. That obviously would have a lot of challenges. Where do you put your Olympic sports? Certainly, where are you going to find 12 football opponents? Because believe me, the Pac-12, if they sign a new grant of rights without those two, are going to prohibit any schools from playing them out of conference. And with the other Power Five leagues, 
locked up in their non-conference schedules until, oh, approximately um, the year 2742. Uh, it would be hard to find some Power 5 opponents. But again, that could be one option. But yeah. if I'm Oregon or Washington, and believe me, they, they know all this. They, you know, again, talking about my past reporting, I was the, the first one that reported both schools met with the Big Ten. And this was several months ago um, about potential membership. So they're certainly thinking about this, but it's at some point they're going to be faced with, you know, a grant of rights deal from the Pac-12, and then they're going to have to make a decision on if they're going to sign it, if they are, what kind of outs are there? Because if they don't sign it, then, you know, they've got nowhere to go. And if the PAC, if the Big Ten is not ready to make that offer or doesn't have the, the, the money from the networks to add additional members at that point, you know, that, that's a tough sell. Yeah. All right, this is as quick as possible because you've given us enough time, Brett, but I just let's take the reporter half for, for a second. You've talked to people. You've sourced things. This is just your gut right now. It's March 2nd. We're having fun, but I'm kind of curious what you think. The Pac-12 meets or comes below the Big 12's yearly uh, amount of money and when, you, when we should maybe or what your best guess is to hear about a media rights deal, what day, month, et cetera, whatever. Uh, I would expect it to be before, I think it would be the best case scenario um, in March, worst case scenario, um, not until May. And unless Apple and or Amazon overpay, then I think they'll be slightly below the big 12 number, which I think is 31 or 32 million per school. All right, there you go. Great stuff. Brett McMurphy, we could do this all day. College Football Insider for the Action Network, at Brett underscore McMurphy on Twitter. Go give him a follow. He's plugged in. Uh, Sometimes the truth hurts, but it's good to hear it nonetheless. Thanks so much for the time out here uh, in Portland. We really appreciate it, and hopefully we can do it again soon. Anytime, guys. Thank you. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 